0: Umberto Lucchini.
1: This is Bruce Buffer.
0: Poor Dram and Settle In.
1: This is Cast Chasers Podcast.
2: All right, guys. Well, let's jump right into it. Thank you again, both for being here. For the listeners, I'm talking with uh, Bruce Buffer and Umberto Lucini. Obviously, those in the whiskey world have heard both those names. Um, we'll learn a little bit more about Umberto for the newcomers to whiskey. But in our world, he's a spirits legend in his own. And of course, Bruce Buffer. If you've been around for the past, I don't know. Hundred years, you got to know who this man is and his family legacy. You've heard his voice a thousand times if you've ever watched any of the fights uh, from the UFC world. Um, welcome, both gentlemen. Glad to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Bobby. Appreciate it.
2: Um, I, I kind of wanted to start off, Bruce. I hope it's okay. I found a quote that I think is going to summarize both your stories that you did. And I thought I that was the perfect thing to start off with. Uh, to me, all business is the same, it's just a product that's different. And if you have a diamond in your hand but you don't market it correctly it becomes another piece of coal how simple yet impactful that idea is um umberto i know you know you come from an, a marketing background you were with a small company right comparty uh and bruce of course you, you know you're you're the voice of a of a legacy of a, of a great organization
1: that's actually a bufferism you read it's one of the quotes from my book but um my book, it's time I wrote like 10 years ago, my biography, but uh, at the end, it's like, you could have a piece of coal in your hand, but market it correctly, it looks like a diamond.
2: Hmm.
1: And you could have a diamond in your hand, market it incorrectly, it looks like a piece of coal, right? But people want the diamond. So that happens all the time, you know, in this world of social media and, and everybody trying to get famous and doing everything they're doing. But in the terms of marketing, yeah, in, every, in business, every product is, to me, all business is the same, it's, it's about the product. You apply the same principles of marketing and the marketing has to be consistent but combined with the fact if you have a great product like we have in puncher's chance bourbon and all the other variations of the bourbon being made by umberto and my partners um we're continually loading the pipeline with diamonds and marketing it as a diamond and that's why it's working and if we're selling tremendously tremendously well um we've won six gold medals three for design of the bottle three for actual taste of of the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods as i call it and the bourbon spectator just called us the top five best sipping bourbon in america at its price range so this bourbon should actually be priced at least twice as high as we sell it for the reason we Mm. uh, moved it out at the 30 dollars price range is obviously to for the masses to enjoy this beautiful bourbon that's been created and um it gives us the puncher's chance to be up there and and uh, play with the biggies which is exactly what we're doing
2: no, and I appreciate that from both of you. Um, it and I say it; it is a great whiskey. Uh, I've already jumped into both. Um, I couldn't help myself, um, but it's nice to see good whiskey at a decent price point. You're absolutely right. This could have been a sixty dollars bottle. You would have sold just as many. Um, so, you know, I'm no marketing guru, but I think what you're doing is speaking to a larger populace population. Which I think is what the industry needs more of—you know, bringing people from the outside into the whiskey world, giving them other, you know, other opportunities rather than Jameson or your, you know, Johnny Blacks or your, you know, your cheaper bourbons out there, um, showing them a whiskey that's affordable, approachable, and has a cool story in the background. Umberto, you leave a massive company in a big role and Campari I mean come on they do a lot of cool but a Campari America it's still growing what's that transition why I mean what how, you, you had a good thing Umberto what happened
0: and, well nothing happened
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding
0: yeah no it's all uh, it's all good it, it's uh it's it's a stage of maturity you know how you you you, you kind of like grow out of it um naturally and in, in in a good way you you feel you feel you want to have a bit more freedom um not that you didn't have it but change a bit the responsibilities you have i i was managing a team of 30 people and and uh, and i i was as much as that was gratifying um it was taking me away from creating brands, which is what I've always enjoyed. So in a certain sense, the success of creating brands at Campari led me to do less creation of brands. Mm. So so I, 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 I just wanted to go back to that and get the feeling of looking at a bottle behind the bar that you know you impacted its trajectory. And now it's even better because you know you kind of created it. Uh, although, nothing is ever done by one person. So there's been a team behind everything that has happened um, since I left But the But the, that, that was the need. It, it was the desire of creating your, your own brand. And uh, once, honestly, once you feel more excited than scared, you know it's time to do it. Um, whatever in life, it, 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 whatever big changes in life, if you feel more excited than scared, do them. Uh, you have a high chance of succeeding, and uh, if you feel more scared, think about it <laughs> because your instincts rarely, um, rarely fail you. So that that was really the driver. And then you look back and you say, "Yeah, they worked out. Wow, it, it is working out relatively well, and we are all definitely happy of how everything is performing." But it, the destination is not as important as the journey. So getting there, meeting meeting all these wonderful people, which Bruce has been a highlight, has been uh, worth worth more than the loss in salary compared to uh, the career or the corporate job that gives you a lot. I, that is definitely, Campari was a great company and great brand, so.
2: No, I love that, and of course I was kidding, but some of the best stories are people who leave these comfortable positions and move and make a risk and do something so cool and then create such an awesome product. Both of you are men that I would say fear doesn't line up when I bring that when I bring the word fear up, I, I don't put you two in that category. I mean but there was when you let when you decided to take on this realm and I know you both, I you know, Bruce I've followed you for a long time and Umberto being in the spirits industry the same, there was a bit of fear. There had to be you know, and what does fear look like to men who come from giant nations? What does fear look like to step into a new realm? In hindsight, 2020, you made a great product, it's delicious, it's gonna do well, there's no doubt about it, but put me in that moment you talked about where fear, you know, you said fear, which is a great quote, you know, when, when motivation outweighs fear, but talk about that fear moment, that worry, that can we do this? Or was there ever a fear I mean, moment?
1: Let me, let me, let me, if i may, remember, let me straw off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Fear is part of life, okay? And I'm not going to say, you know, there, there's a, and I'm not quoting this because of Joe Rogan's TV show, but there's a fear factor in every aspect of life. Hmm. And there's a saying in life, like I wrote in my book too, is that you never know who you are until so you've been punched in the face, okay? Hmm. And part of the thing about uh, working is you work on a basis of what I call BSC, which is ball, skill, and confidence. And you go into a, you go into a poker game, you go into a fight, you go into a business board meeting with the attitude you're going to win you need a 10 20 percent luck factor but even like every fighter i would say pretty much every fighter before they step into the ring or the octagon they're all scared they're all fearful of what's going to take place and as soon as that first punch lands then you overcome your fear and you go forward to win and that's the same thing you make a product you go out you put it on the market there's always a little fear of what's going to happen, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your product, you have to believe in yourself, you have to believe in the team you put together. And that's one of the key reasons why I'm involved with Umberto and my other partner, Brad Leviton and Stewart mm. and, and all, our whole group that we have. When I met these gentlemen, the passion level, which I work everything in life on, and you need passion in what you do to get through the fear factor. So when somebody knocks you down on your butt, that you can get back up again and like Rocky said, move forward and punch harder than ever. And that's the whole point between, behind our name, Puncher's Chance. It's about working and believing in what you're doing and fighting against the fear factor to get it done. So fear makes me hungry. Right? Love that. Once, I, once I'm in there and I've taken a few punches and I've thrown a few punches, the fear factor is gone. You do business. Period. You go in and you do business. So we're all scared going into war, but we're in your war. Business, life, personal, relationships, you name it. Family, familia. Um, you try to you just be the best you can be to have the best outcome you can. If you're the best you can be when you step on that yellow brick road, having all the knowledge you need to do it, then whether you're number one, number two, champion of the world, number 10, whatever, the fact is you're being the best you can be.
2: Yeah. And
1: that's all you can do in life is to be a winner by being the best you can be. And if you win the game and you're number one, hey, more cherry on top of the ice cream, on top of the uh, whipped cream, on top of the cake.
2: It's I, all an attitude. I love
1: it you can defeat yourself before you start something before you even sold one item because you've defeated yourself. Okay. We're winners. We're a team of winners. We don't defeat ourselves. We go out there to win the game.
2: It's mindset. I, I, I agree. I'm. I mean, this is marketing 101. What you just said, Bruce is on point, but it's, it's the mentality going in it's the mentality of the consumer that's what you're selling is i think they say including flavor and um you know choice it's all psychology it's all emotion and it's all it's all you, that you gotta
1: yeah i'm sorry to interrupt you Bobby, but no, you you to believe fine. in yourself when yeah. i sold when i had i had two companies when i met a man named michael buffer who i saw on tv mm. i was 28 years old and realized that he was my brother okay long story cut short i sold both companies to take over his management Basically, a man, you know, yelling five, roaring five words of air into the arena that weren't trademark, weren't even made into a hat or a T-shirt. And I had this vision about what I was going to do. Yet I'm making, you know, with the beach house and life of Riley and seven figure income back in 1994, it's like, why am I going to give all this up? Well, I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I was burned out and I needed to go for what made me happy. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to make that choice in life. It's like Tom Cruise said in Risky Business. Sometimes you got to say what the F and go for it. I quit with the money, had the bank, and to fulfill a dream for both my brother and myself that could have fallen flat on my face. And everybody around me, including my family, was amazed I was even taking this risk. I had to do what I had to do. And that's what you got to do. You got to go for it.
2: I love that. Follow that one, Umberto. <laughs> I mean, how how hard is it to market this guy? <laughs> uh,
0: no, it, it's, um, it, it comes naturally. And he's um, a source of inspiration every day. So that's not... Uh, of course, but the, I mean, I, it is in your, in your head. I mean, your head controls pretty much everything and uh, all the obstacles, your body can go further and farther than, uh, than you think. But the moment when you, you eliminate mental barriers, you realize you can do a lot more. Um, to your point though, I, we are so focused and, and busy that there's really no time to be scared. Um, that that's, that's ultimately the reality. But you look back and you may think, well, that was, seemed foolish." But the reality is, no, it's it's the foolishness that makes it fun, to be honest. And um, and then when you're in it, in the trenches, you don't you don't have time, honestly, to think or to get scared. But the first jump is is what it takes. And and Bruce has done many in his life of these changes. And uh, and and I think his resilience. Is really at the heart of the the thought of Puncher's Chance is the fact oh, that you, you always, when you make changes, you think you you will always start as the underdog. Whatever change you make, uh, you'll always start on the underdog with the hope of um, of changing the course or making a difference. And uh, that's really he did it a lot in his career, and so that's what inspired us to to get together because that's what the brand stands for really the underdog and the chance of making it against a lot. I,
2: I think there's something to be said too about that risk, but also the topic on, I'm going to use a term I actually hate and that's celebrity spirits. Um, I
1: hate the word celebrity too. Well, I can interrupt you and yeah, knows I hate that word. It's <laughs> the
2: worst. Um, yeah. I've had a few, so that happen to be celebrities on the show, Sam Heughan, um for example, from Outlander, you know, partnered and had a whiskey and there's a, there's a bunch out there. But when I share it with a friend and I say, you know, taste this and I want you to, the, the people behind it, what do you think? Without telling them the name of it, this one specifically, uh, the, the, the quote was, it tastes like they give a shit. Um, I, think, I think that's what's important. I, I hate the idea of somebody thinking, oh, a celebrity is getting behind it. I think shows like mine, and I know you were on my friend over at Bourbon with Friends um, and a few other shows, what we try to do is show this isn't just Bruce Buffer went out and bought you know, a barrel and threw it in a bottle. It's Bruce, Bruce Buffer, the businessman, gave a shit, found the right people, umberto your team and said let's make something that works and that's awesome um the bottle's gorgeous the flavor's amazing
1: hey babe yeah honey um could you talk to me about single cask
0: nation i've heard of these people yeah yeah cool guys cool guys yeah yeah they're like independent bottlers sure are yeah Mm -hmm. even i know that you should you should know that yeah The seventh retail release of Single Cast Nation is hitting U.S. shelves starting in July. What? Yeah. Six new casks of whiskey, anywhere between 10 and 20 years old. Nice. Each one more delicious than the next. Wow. Yep. Every single cask has to be approved by me or my business partner, Jason Johnston Yellen. Mm -hmm. We only bottle the stuff that we fall in love with. Yes. We only bottle the stuff that we would want to open our wallets for. I know it. Right?
1: hmm
0: We're proud to have Impex as our importer, and Impex is proud to be a sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast.
1: Nice. Uh,
2: I actually, I try to play devil's advocate, guys, and I try to go through and find some bad reviews. Uh, not a lot of them. So kudos four stars five stars all of the above but i did find one that i i want to read and i i really enjoyed it actually um umberto you're italian american is that correct
0: i'm italian uh, yeah, italian.
2: yeah. Sorry. Uh, italian my wife's italian um she's actually watching in the shadows um here so I'm hi italian. hi dana uh, yeah uh so this is my favorite um and i'm sure you and my wife will appreciate it i'm from texas i'm not italian I hope for more I'm
1: Italian and I'm from Texas too. part of my life. There we
2: go. There we go. So we have some kinship there. So you will we'll all appreciate this. Here it is. My favorite bad review. I hope for yeah. more. I'm guessing the anise is what's putting it off somewhat. That, <laughs> anise, Wait, give me
1: that last part again. He hopes for more. What?
2: I, I'm guessing the anise is what put it is putting it off somewhat. Anise star anise, which is like the quintessential yeah. Italian flavor profile. When I came in, I I like it now. Um, But when I came into my wife's family, a big Italian family, I did not even understand what anise was as a flavor. Um, That licorice, but not quite black licorice, more of a sweeter vanillin black licorice. Um, It's in Pizzels, and she's probably screaming right now because I'm pronouncing everything wrong. Um, But. Flavor is a big important part of what we're drinking. And I feel like some people get stuck on certain notes. And there's a piece to that that I want to talk about with your whiskey. The 12-year is excellent. We'll set that aside for a second. The straight, the the, the, the big bottle I got sent, um, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon, it is so freaking complex. I don't get anise. I'm sorry, whoever wrote that review, Uh, maybe I'm immune to it now because I've been attached to Italians for so long and I like it. It is like creme brulee meets um, family barbecue meets, uh, you know, the most amazing breakfast. It is all of these sweet, savory, complex, you really paid attention to the corn, you really, or the, the, the grain in general, really paid attention to the grain There's heart in this glass, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's not so one-noted. All the other reviews, very smooth, the right proof for bourbon, great taste, slight molasses flavor. I mean, the positive reviews go on and on and on, but they were all about flavor, and that's what I wanted to draw attention to. All the reviews I read were very, very flavor-focused and very positive. So, bravo for having a keen eye to what goes on the plate and not just what it looks like. Gorgeous bottle, but you give a shit about what's in it. Can we talk a little bit about what you were going for, your flavor profile, maybe what your background is and what you were trying to achieve?
0: Sure. Well, I I was lucky enough to work with uh, probably the, the most famous master distiller in the industry, uh, Jimmy Russell. So I, um, I w- obviously without... Uh, Getting, I'm not a distiller, so without being that expert, I I always gravitated around his uh, fundamental belief that bourbon is made one way, and that's it. Um, not necessarily the mash bill, but the way the the way the bourbon is done. And for for Jimmy, it's all always a lot of corn, so corn has to be the driver. And he's right; it it is it is the fundamental characteristic of bourbon compared to single malts or Japanese and Canadian and so on. So it, the, for me, it was very important to keep a high percentage of, of corn and, um, and then have fun with rye. Um, mm. Mainly because rye, having experienced rye in certain European countries like Scandinavia, where it's obviously very popular, and then seeing how rye has been, rye whiskies have increased in the US. I thought that the palate was actually evolving. The the, the American palate was evolving to spicier and uh, and a bit of rye, rye flavors, rye forward flavors. So compared to other bourbons, we, we actually went a bit more of the rye route compared to the wheat, where a lot of bourbons are now going softer and, and so Increasing or integrating wheat um, in in their mash bill. For me, it was more important about the character of the whiskey than than making it easy for everyone to drink. And and this again, I learned from Jimmy, who who's like he he created a brand at 101 proof. So that's that's not an easy drink to have, but because he believed that's the proof that will deliver the flavor. And um, and and I had a similar belief of of integrating rye and not going the easier route, which is making a very smooth, simple bourbon. And then the proof kind of gives it a bit of a kick without making you just have one drink a night. This is sectionable and, and you can enjoy it throughout the
2: night. But yeah, the and, proof, uh, proof is perfect. I mean nail, nail on obviously
0: head. the the best thing is when you give it to people who are not in the industry and expert. And uh, they and they just like it. They don't know necessarily what flavor comes out, uh, what tone or whatever. And they then you realize you're into something. And uh, and and Bruce was always a whiskey drinker, but
2: mm.
0: when he tasted it, as much as he's even too complimentary of the packaging, but I appreciate it. But the the flavor is really what blew him away. And and so I thought, here we have somebody who has t- tried a lot of products um and instinctively he's going he's really liking this one so and he honestly Bruce could could work on any brand I mean uh, how many brands he, he's been approached by right and the fact that he chose us for us is a statement that we have something really strong going on
1: well yeah, I was approached I was approached by two others a tequila and a shots rum out of Brazil and just like I said earlier I did not like the business acumen of the people I met and I did not like the product. So even though a bunch of money's being tossed at me, that's not what I'm all about. I'm about being behind the best and working with the best. And I'm lucky enough to have that beautiful, perfect scenario with Puncher's Chance Bourbon. I'm lucky.
2: I'm I'm so glad you said I was what I was about to say and Bruce hit the nail on the head if you know anything about you know Bruce you do Bruce I'm talking to the listeners um if you know anything about Bruce he's a very picky man with who he works with um I've heard people ask you about opinions on fighters and and whatnot and you're very strategic about how what you pick what you say and how you say it so as a businessman that makes a lot of sense why wouldn't you get behind this and then I'm tasting in the whiskey and it's exactly it's tuned in um, and I love the word you know a word I learned from Chris Morris um, is balanced and what it really means to be balanced and these are balanced whiskeys so bravo gentlemen um, Bruce whiskey you're, you're, you're a spirits drinker you're a whiskey guy you, you like I hate saying whiskey guy it sounds so cliche you, you drink whiskey and you enjoy what you enjoy does this line up exactly with what you were looking for? I mean, I'm sure the answer is yes, but it is it is it the profile that you would say is Bruce Buffer and what he wants? You know, I know that seems like an obvious question, but
1: no, it's not. It's okay. It's not a question should be asked. It's an obvious question, but I won't give you an obvious answer. There we for the go. Fact that you know, it it's just perfection. You know, it's just again. I'll get back to the fact. I realized the passion for what Umberto and the team wanted to do. Combined with you know the our Kentucky distillery and and the great uh, liquid that they're making for us, um, it's it's a match made in heaven, you know. And very rarely do you come across a business opportunity that is so perfect, you know. And obviously you got to get out there and make it happen. And then with the marketing and our partner Brad and all the marketing putting behind it and everything else and the support of fine people like you that believe in the product while they're talking to us, you know. We, we just get the perfect reactions. It's like we brought a great product out. We're getting great response. We're a great team working together. I, I can't find a negative or a cog in the, you know, a cog in the wheel that's not making the wheel turn properly. So I've been involved in a lot of businesses. My first company was when I was 19. I've owned a number, numerous different businesses since then. Um, I got in the sports and entertainment world at 37 years old and realized this is my true passion in life. So to me, everything's going according to uh, schedule, as they say, you know, it's all perfect. I, I can't, I'm tickle pink. I can't ask for you anything. You should more. be,
2: you should be. So find it, buy it, love it. It's, it's incredible. The You know, I'll put my notes up on the website when I do the, for the listeners, um, you know, cast chasers. I feel like we we share that relationship with you guys. You know, we don't we don't put anybody on our show or a whiskey on our show that we don't believe in. We don't do reviews. Um, I don't think that's fair. I think whiskey is very um, subjective, but we're not going to put a whiskey on our show we don't believe in or can't stand behind. So uh, I was very happy to get this and to taste it beforehand, and then I was excited to have you on the show. A, I'm fan a fan, but B. Um, it's just good whiskey. Um, and you're from Philly. You're from Texas. Uh, I'm in Delaware now, so out outside of Philadelphia. Uh, family's Italian, so I feel like somewhere in there we're probably related. We'll figure that late, yeah. later down the road.
1: Yeah, this is equals. I moved to Malibu when I was 15 from Philadelphia, so I became Frankie Avalon goes to the beach. Yeah, I a surfer and yeah. Baywatch and wow. little bit So, I'm 65. I've been around a lot. Yeah. So yeah, what can I say? You know, it's a, it's been a wonderful life, and there's a lot more to come.
2: Keep rocking, so, guys. So here's as we. To that, as we yeah cheers uh, salute yeah definitely uh I want to leave with a cheesy uh kind of a fun little thing it's probably dumb maybe it'll stay and maybe it won't I don't know but I wanted to do it so you know um, Umberto you come from a bit of a boxing background right uh you've probably thrown some fights out there I'm sure so I'm gonna have you yeah. jump in on this too um I'm gonna ask about Two of my favorite fights out there, and a lot of people talk about pairing whiskey with food. I want to see if you guys can pair a whiskey with this fight. I'm going to give you two of them. My favorite UFC fight, um, fighting, uh, I guess you could say, um, I don't know what the word is, very, very uh, theatric uh, couples out there in the world of fighting. Uh, my favorite fights have been Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. The Those two, during that time, is probably – I mean, I was there when Ken was kicking around and Frank was kicking around, but those two were probably my favorite duo, Um, Batman and Joker kind of-esque situation. If I'm pairing a whiskey with um, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, UFC 1, or their first fight, um, what am I pairing with that fight?
1: I'm going to be –
0: that's I gotta real. say,
1: puncher's chance. I mean, what else is? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just That's right there. Wanted, it's yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, It's all right there. I mean, I I actually opened up my collectible closet. I'm a big collector of memorabilia. I've got a tube with about ten of those posters from that fight. Oh. You know, down there. um It's one of the classic fights of all time, and. Chuck Liddell would beat Tito Ortiz on any given day because styles dictate winners in fighting, and hmm. I'm not saying Tito would never have a chance. He's a brilliant fighter, but you know it's just it's one of the classic fights of all time. Yeah, no question. One of the biggest rivalries.
2: Yes, there it is. Time. That's the word I was looking for. Rivalry. Oh my God, it's my favorite. I mean, you have uh, Meriwether and in boxing and and um, Pacquiao, but I think those two. I had to bring up a little UFC talk, you know, and uh, I may go watch that fight now just because when I talk to you guys, you know, nostalgia. So I'll go back and watch it and I just want to know what to pour. And of course, Puncher's uh, chance made the most sense in the world. Um, I'm sure, Umberto, you agree? What He comes out of left uh, field. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, in the boxing world for me, it is Mike Tyson, I guess, Buster Douglas. Oh, in, um, yes. February 1990. I mean, that... that that win after having been knocked out, and I mean, I guess all odds and all bets. Some people really probably made a lot of money. I think it was what forty to one, mm. something like 42 that. Yeah, Forty-two 40 to, to one. Yeah, to one. Yeah. So with uh, with that kind of odds against you and making it, it was uh, I, I'll never forget it. I mean, that, for me, every time Mike Tyson was, it was the most exciting time for for. Or boxing by far because people were just waiting how long would it last one round two round three round we never had that in history and this guy actually changes the course of history so i love it, it, was, yeah, it for me it was epic definitely
2: maybe with that one we drink the 12 year
1: yeah uh. that's, that's the right Why don't way you get ready for the 15 year or the 14 year coming out yeah yeah, look forward to that one
2: i'm super excited gentlemen where can my uh, listeners learn more about you find you um hear what's coming out can you give us a little for me, insight
1: uh for me just go to instagram uh, at bruce buffer ufc i make all my announcements there on twitter it's at bruce buffer but my instagram and my facebook page are. maybe you can find everything happening i i post everything going on right there wonderful and then of course i welcome people to listen to my podcast weekly podcast it's time where we talk about a lot, a lot of different things, including yes. fine bourbon.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Great plug. I thank, love it. Thank you very much. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. And the brand, uh, obviously the website punches offers you also the possibility of buying uh, the product. So, uh, and merchandise, like if you want some cool gloves or t-shirts and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, we are on Instagram, punches bourbon. And, um, Honestly, if you follow Bruce, you will inevitably follow us and vice versa.
2: Very cool. And, of course, listeners, you can always go to our website, our Instagram page. When we post this uh, episode, which will come out uh, soon, um, you'll be able to follow our link tree and um, all the links to get to where you need to be at. Highly recommended by me. Um, Love the whiskey. Love you two guys. You're doing incredible stuff. Keep it up. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I'm not going to take too much of your day, but cheers, Solange, um and uh, everything in between. Gentlemen, thank you.
1: Thank you. Big big thank cheers, you and no me. fears, Bobby. Right
2: on, right big on, big man. Cheers, no fears forever. Love it.
0: All right, Chasers, if this is your first time listening, welcome. You can listen to us anywhere that you stream podcasts. You can check us out on Cast Chasers on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can also go to our website where you'll find more content and merchandise at www.castchasers.org. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.